You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 140th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for 25 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about the displacement of people due to global heating and war. The two events dominating our news are internationally the Russian invasion of Ukraine and domestically the relentless and devastating floods in Queensland and New South Wales. Though half a world apart, what they do have in common is the mass displacement of people, in addition to enormous material destruction. Mm. I'm sure we all have been affected in both cases by the devastation for people who have had to flee their homes and their communities in a hurry with the absolute minimum of sustenance and personal or family possessions. So as I said, today we're exploring displacement of people, particularly displacement of people due to climate change and to war and violence. First, some thoughts about the notion of displacement. If anything, the word means to be taken out of a place, to be taken out of my or our place, a familiar, familiar or a habitual place of which one had become a part. Mm-hmm. So displacement makes us think about the meaning, relevance and importance of place for us humans, something we usually just take for granted or are not really conscious about till we somehow lose it. Place is actually quite central to our sense of well-being, our sense of being well or indeed of being not so well. Mm. Humans' relationship with place has material, social, mental, relational and spiritual dimensions. The streetscapes or the landscapes we are part of have meaning for us and being taken away from them causes us to lose something of ourselves. This is something we both, Jennifer and I, became very much, you and I became very much aware of when we did project and support work with people who had become victims of the Victorian bushfires in 2009. Mm. 300 people died and enormous damage was done to the local and regional environment. Yeah, Jacques. In fact, nature was razed to the ground in many areas like King Lake and and landscapes were largely unrecognisable. Yeah, and Jennifer, you had been interviewing a number of displaced survivors of the fires Mm -hmm. and an article you wrote for the New Community uh, Journal, you concluded this as follows, and I'm quoting, Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. One of the fundamental ongoing sources of grief and loss for many survivors has been the slow realization that life changed forever with the destruction of their place and the many living strands of interconnected life it held. The old world has gone and the new one must be forged somehow, either in the same longitude and latitudes, spatiality, or somewhere else, either with people from the old community or only with some of them, knowing full well that it can take years for strangers to become friends and for new places to become home. Mm. End of quote. Yeah, and looking further afield, we see displacement of people due to climate change on a global scale. The UNHCR, that's the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, suggests in one of its latest reports that an average of 20 million people are forced to move to other areas of their own country every year due to climate change. So that's 20 million people internally displaced each year due to climate change or global warming. So to quote UNHCR, hazards resulting from the increasing intensity and frequency of extreme weather events, such as abnormally heavy rainfall, prolonged droughts, desertification, environmental degradation, or sea level rise and cyclones are already causing an average of more than 20 million people to leave their homes and move to other areas in their countries each year, unquote. To which numbers Australia just has added thousands of our own. Yes. And the UNHCR has a special look at the double whammy for political refugees already displaced, often fleeing for their lives, and who subsequently are affected by an additional displacement due to global warming. So to quote the UNHCR again, the impacts of climate change are numerous and may both trigger displacement and worsen living conditions or hamper return for those who have already been displaced. Limited natural resources, such as drinking water, are becoming even scarcer in many parts of the world that host refugees. Crops and livestock struggle to survive where conditions become too hot and dry or too cold and wet, threatening livelihoods. In such conditions, climate change can act as a threat multiplier, exacerbating existing tensions and adding to the potential for conflicts, unquote. Global heating and its additional ecological consequences are predicted to exacerbate or contribute to future violence, to even wars, which in fact have already been occurring. Mm. For example, indigenous peoples in many countries have been murdered and attacked as they resisted the destruction of their lands by mining or fracking, large-scale agriculture, and even tourism. Mm -hmm. So Gwyn Dyer talks about this in uh, his recent book, The Shortest History of War. For him, climate change is one of the three biggest threats leading to war into the future, along with changing superpowers and nuclear proliferation. 
And you will get to talking about that, uh, about the changing superpowers, particularly as it momentarily is played out in the Ukraine crisis. Mm. Meanwhile, we'll go to a break. To mark and honour International Women's Day this week, we have music by Hope Tala. All my girls like to fight. I lick their hands clean of bark and bite So they can sleep deep at night ah, my girls like to fight I wish I could throw the first punch But purity coats my tongue
have a few children's picture books or footy boots that your kids have outgrown, but want to find them a loving home? Well, drop them in at 3CR and put them in the Books and Boots bin. Books and Boots regularly sends pre-loved children's picture books and sports footwear to remote and regional First Nations communities and children across the country. Contact us at Books and Boots or go to the website www.booksandboots.org.au We love a good book. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on on your dial, 3CR, <coughs> sorry, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about displacement due to conflict and global heating and the connections between the two. Yeah. So just before the break, I suggested that climate change is one of the biggest threats leading to war. That's certainly the conclusion of Gwyn Dyer, who wrote The Shortest History of War. Gwyn Dyer rightly points out that we are set to pay for two centuries of industrialization and rapid population growth. Yeah, with the radical destabilization of the favorable, the favorable climate, the Holocene that we have enjoyed for the past 10,000 years. Yeah, that's right, Jacques. So even if we took radical steps now, we'll still be affected by the delayed but necessary reduction of greenhouse emissions. Yeah, having already carbonized land, air and water, and that is carbonization that needs to be drawn down as soon as possible. Mm. And the, the resulting warming is already affecting food production, especially in the tropics and subtropics. So Gwindaya predicts that this will most certainly lead to refugee flows far greater than anything we've seen in the past and are seeing at present. Indeed, as they are already doing anyway in Europe, both East and Western Europe, governments will continue to make decisions about who they want to let in and who they want to keep out. And tensions have already arisen amongst countries that share major river systems between countries that have access to the river upstream and those that use the flows downstream, for example, along the Nile in Eastern Africa and in many areas in Asia. Mm. And, of course, we do understand that in Australia, Jacques, given the disputes mm. between mm. states here about access to the water flow in our river systems, especially the Darling-Murray system. Mm. Yeah. Alan Kohler in the New Daily from, Monday, from last Monday, he says it very directly. He says, and I quote, Chapter 11 of the very recent Intergovernmental Panel on climate change, the IPCC, the sixth assessment report. They spell it out in merciless detail what Australia and New Zealand are in for, whatever is done about getting emissions down from here, unquote. Mm. The IPCC report states, and I quote that report, more droughts and extreme fire weather are projected in southern and eastern Australia with high confidence that is predicted. Mm. Increased rainfall intensity is projected mm. with fewer tropical cyclones, but a greater proportion of severe cyclones. And they predict that with medium confidence, uh, to unquote, end of the quote of the IPCC. And Alan Kohler 
continues his statement in the New Daily, quote, the lead author of this report of the chapter, Professor Brendan McKee, he summed it up for me over the weekend. And he quotes Brendan McKee, floods and bushfires will happen more often and cyclones will be more intense and occur further south where houses aren't built to withstand them. Mm -hmm. Some difficult, expensive decisions will have to be made by whoever wins this election. Mm -hmm. And in another New Daily article about the consequences for those who lost their homes or have seen it severely damaged, insurance broker Ms. Hurtley, she said, and I quote, the only way to avoid a downward spiral of rising insurance premium and falling property values is a rapid expansion in government efforts to improve climate resilience. Mm. Research Ms. Hutley worked on in 2014 after the Brisbane floods found flood levies returned five times their investment in mitigated damages, for example, mm. unquote. And then we have the Minister Bridget McKenzie, of course, coming out the other day, suggesting that the $4 billion Disaster Resilience Fund is for the future, mm. to which Ms. Hutley responded, quote, how ludicrous is that? The disaster is now. <laughs> That's wrong. Mm. <clears throat> so human displacement from global heating is um, not only happening, well, it's happening now and it's set to dramatically increase, and this is likely to lead to violence, unrest, um, great material loss and personal and social misery and even more. So they're, they're some of the predictions. And it will make worse the situation of those who are already fleeing conflict situations of political or racial kinds. And, of course, I'm referring to the whole global scene when I say that. Mm. So what can we do about this? What should we do? Well, we obviously have to do all we can to mm -hmm. reduce and prevent more global heating. And eventually totally halt global heating as a matter of urgency. Yeah, now. We need to do it now. <laughs> Even if we can't stop it happening completely, for one thing, there is the federal election coming up in Australia. So make it clear to your our political leaders and would-be political leaders, that this is something they have to commit to. Yeah, it's not optional. Whatever it costs now, doing nothing will cost a lot more in the future, in suffering and not just dollars. Therese Virtue here from Music Sans Frontières. Subscribe to 3CR for music programs dominated by Australian artists, supporting Australian music making and lifting your day with glorious sound. 3CR is a membership-based organisation. We depend on our members' support. That's why we make it so easy to subscribe. Call 9419 8377 or go online to 3cr.org.au. You're listening to Think Again on 3CR Radical Radio, 855am on your dial and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about displacement. Displacement, human displacement, due to global heating and 
displacement due to war and conflict. Mm-hmm. Getting back to Ukraine and Russia's invasion in that country and the destruction of that country. We have already talked about this disaster in our program on the 18th of February, how the conditions for this conflict were created by the exclusion and marginalization of Russia by the US and NATO after the fall of the USSR and the dissolution of the Warsaw Pact 30 years ago. Yeah, and we could have learned from history after all. This was a clear repeat of the creation of the conditions for World War II and the rise of Hitler, which were created by the poor treatment of Germany after World War I and the virtual destruction of the German economy after World War I, which is why Mm. the Allies after World War II determined not to do that with the defeated Axis powers. Exactly. But they forget quickly, don't they? Mm. And we'll put, put some references about this on our program page including a speech from our ex-Prime Minister Paul Keating, who almost predicted the current events in 1997 in a speech. Mm. Keating said that the decision to move Europe's military demarcation point, uh, the, the demarcation point through the NATO up to the borders of the former Soviet Union would have dire consequences down the track and it would undermine the security of the continent which is really quite exactly what is now happening. Yeah. Yeah. Jose Ramos wrote an interesting article about this. That was on the 28th of February. The title of his article is Three Ways the US and the West Helped Create This Crisis. So Jose Ramos makes three suggestions to help the situation and I guess we can only hope it's not too late for some of them. So the first is immediately promise to not expand NATO if Russia withdraws immediately and begin developing a common European security framework that includes Russia and Ukraine. Create a dialogue where multiple points of view can be aired and common ground can be found. Cease fire, de-escalate and get to the negotiating table with skilled conflict mediators and of course the longer that sort of initiatives put off the more pie in the sky it becomes Mm -hmm. I would add. Yep. So the second one is in the medium term Um, and this is again from Jose Ramos uh, promote a rule-based international geopolitical environment through being an example of a rule follower and I would add even if you're the one who's in uh, the dominant power mm-hmm. provide an or more importantly if you're in that position be an example of a rule follower and to continue with jose ramos do away with u.s exceptionalism and adventurism condemn any breach of human rights by any country without exception okay so the third one he suggests in the long term Treat Russia as a fellow nation among the human family of nations. Promote development in Russia. Don't turn Russia into the enemy. And I remind listeners that this was written 28th of February mm-hmm. um, and uh, situations are moving past, uh, fast and a lot of people will take offence at the idea 
of mm-hmm. treating Russia as a fellow nation among the human family of nations. But I, I guess mm. I go back to my point. The longer this sort of initiative is put off, the more mm. pie in the sky it becomes. Exactly. So to go back to the third point, in the long term, treat Russia as a fellow nation among the human family of nations. Promote development in Russia. Don't turn Russia into the enemy. Uh, begin healing the scars of history and building a planetary culture where we see each other as brothers and sisters with common needs and challenges. Yeah, and some of the common needs and challenges are indeed uh, global heating. Mm. And it all sounds very sensible, and listeners will probably remember that we had an interview with Jose Ramos in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. Certainly we need international cooperation to address both political conflict and global heating more than ever, and end the might is right approach to international affairs once and for all. Yeah. Let's at least elevate human rights above victors' rights. Mm. (laughs) That's what international human rights frameworks are meant to do after all. That's right. Overall, ending human displacement caused by both global heating and war or any type of violence requires adequate governance on all levels, local and regional, national and global, as much as it needs personal and relational action in our homes and communities. Yeah, in, in uh, relational action in our homes and communities. That, Jacques, that brings to mind the, also the thousands of women mm-hmm. who are displaced yeah. every year due to family violence, mm-hmm. which we'll touch on next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and listeners will remember that a major theme of all of our programs is relearning how to relate with one another. Mm-hmm. Peace, social justice and a livable planet are intrinsically interwoven. So we better get to work for and do all of them right now. Yeah, definitely. We need to all rethink (laughs) and change the ways we're doing things on a range of levels. Quick smart. Mm. Some community announcements. Uh, Borderlands has its AGM coming up next week, Friday at 5 o'clock. Anyone who could come to 30A uh, Pickett Street in Footscray, you're very welcome. And our new community issue uh, soon to come out is about the what, what, are we, what are we doing now with all of the, the, the stuff caused and, and, and created by COVID. Mm-hmm. Very timely, Jacques. Mm-hmm. So today I'd also like to promote an um, action by Grandmothers for Refugees, And a disclaimer, I am a friend of Grandmothers for Refugees, known as a frog, and I have no idea why I'm called a frog, but I am (laughs) a friend of Grandmothers for Refugees. So Grandmothers for Refugees advocate for compassionate welcome and safe settlement of all people seeking asylum, and their primary focus is on children. To support their ongoing campaigning, go to www.grandmothers.com Grandmothers for Refugees, that's one word, dot com. So www.grandmothersforrefugees.com. You can also contact your local federal MP or candidates for the federal election, which is coming up soon. It's a really good time to let them know that their commitment to fair treatment of refugees will affect your vote. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, there are many avenues to assist people displaced by the floods in New South Wales and Queensland, like the Red Cross and Food Bank, and people can make 
their own decisions about where they think it's best to send their money um, to help out if they have any to spare. To help rescue and care for animals affected by the floods, you could donate to the World Wildlife Fund. That's WWF Emergency Floods Appeal. So there are obviously a lot of animals and wildlife displaced in these floods. And to help refugees in uh, Ukraine, you can donate to the UNHCR. And to help children in Ukraine, you could donate to UNICEF, Ukraine Emergency Appeal. So there are just a few suggestions. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to comment on today's program, you can email borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Our past programs are available on podcasts and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And thanks again to Clive Bourne for recording and technical production. Yeah. And meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to our sisters and brothers in prison. To bring us into this program, please enjoy Milkumana by King Stingray. And by the fire, man, I got.